Hello and good afternoon. I'm your host today, Avner Belsky. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Mr. Josh Jordan, who is the Associate Head Coach and Recruitment Director for the Duke Blue Devils baseball team. Thank you so much, Mr. Jordan, for joining me on my podcast today. So let's begin. The first question is, can you tell me and my listeners a little bit about your background and how you started on the Duke baseball team? Well, Abner, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to to talk baseball with you today and, and have thank the opportunity you. to have the opportunity to more importantly talk do baseball with you. So um well t- to answer your question, um tell you a little bit about myself and, and starting here uh with my journey here at Duke University. Um uh, I came over to, to Duke University in the summer of two thousand twelve with our head coach, Chris Pollard. Um, from Appalachian State University. He and I had worked together prior to Duke University at Appalachian State University, uh, and he was hired as the head coach that summer of 2012, and and I came with him uh, to to Duke University. And he and I uh, have have known each other a very long time. Uh, I actually played against Coach Pollard as a player when he was the head coach uh, at Pfeiffer University, Uh, and I was playing at Catawba College here in North Carolina. And so our relationship dates back uh, quite some time, and I've known him a long time. And I think going into this year, this will be the 15th year that he and I have worked together um, on a coaching staff. Really? So you have some of that prior, like, I guess, coaching chemistry, which is good. Yes, I think continuity is very important in, in, in having success uh, and coaching and, and instruction. I think, uh, you know, having that is very helpful. Um, and, and so, yeah, we, we've, we've worked together a very long time. Awesome. Um, so the next question is, what are some of your responsibilities for yeah. the Blue Devils? Yeah, I serve, the, I serve as our program's uh, recruiting coordinator. Um, that's really my main task. Um, you know, I, I tell recruits I'm, I'm the traffic cop. I'm the one who directs traffic for our recruits. <laughs> I, I point them in the right direction and who they need to talk to to get their questions answered within our program. Uh, we do our recruiting collectively. So as we go through the recruiting process with the recruit and his family, um, they're going to get to know everyone on our staff and they're going to get to know everyone in our, that's associated with our program. And and I kind of direct those efforts and, and um, whether they need to talk with Coach Pollard, our head coach, or coach with coach, talk with Coach Steen, uh, who's our hitting coach, or talk with Coach Blake, or or whomever they may need to talk to to get their questions answered. I kind of facilitate that and, and direct traffic in that regard. And then uh, from a coaching standpoint, I coach our outfielders and I coach our catchers, and I assist Coach Steen uh, with with hitting and base running and, and kind of help him however he needs my help. Um, so those are really my my tasks as a as a coach here at Duke University. Wow, you're pretty busy. Um, so wear a lot of hats. <laughs> um, so um, how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected you, the team, and the school as a whole? Great question. And I, and I think that's a very difficult question to, to answer because I think a lot of the, the definite answer is going to be something we're going to have to look back and, and – and think and, and find out later um, because there's so much uncertainty with what's going to happen. Um, I think that's what's made it so tough as from a coaching standpoint. We, we don't know what's going to happen six days from now, let alone six months from now. And so I think that's been very difficult as a coach 
um, and, and, and helping our players understand. And now I will say, you know, Coach Pollard mentions to our team, and I think it's really well said that uh, our program is built for this, um, something we pride ourselves on and something we work very hard to be good at in our program is, is, is living in the moment and trying to maximize today uh, and, and focused on the now. And so I think that eliminates some of the some of the worry and some of the uncertainty that can surround you is is focusing on what's happening today and, and staying locked into the moment. I think that will um, help you in terms of the distractions that can sometimes come when you start worrying about the future too much. Uh, and also something we practice in our program is being a servant leader uh, and, and looking around and trying to help those around you. And I think that's really important in today's world and in our society, not only in athletics, of, of looking out and trying to help um, someone around you. And, and when you do that also, uh, that takes the focus off of you and you won't be so concerned about what's going to happen in six months. And, and, and it'll make your day a little bit better when you're helping someone else. Definitely. Very well said. A little um, follow-up question there. Does your program, the Duke Blue Devils baseball team, um, reflect anything off of and will change the 2020 season for, off of the MLB? Well, I, I think I think we're all, uh, number one, rooting for Major League Baseball to, to, to start up and, and have a lot of success because that may be a model and, and we can look at some of the things that Major League Baseball is doing and say, okay, those are things that they're doing well and and – and we can implement. Uh, I think one of my favorite things about coaching is in coaching, you're, you're often surrounded by individuals that are lifelong learners and they're always looking to grow and, and improve. And I think we as as athletics as a whole needs to look at and, and try to learn from each other. And in this particular instance, Major League Baseball, what did they do well? Maybe what didn't they do well and how yeah. can we implement it in our program? And then how can we also implement it in, in the Duke you know, athletic department and maybe across the, the NCAA. I think we have to be open to looking and learning um, from others in this time. I think it's very important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I know you kind of touched on this earlier, but what does the recruitment process look like? Gr great question. Um, the you. recruitment the recruitment process now uh, gets started earlier and earlier. Uh, it seems like and and. Um, and so for us, we're always looking to bring in the best and the brightest uh, baseball players from across the country. You know, Duke is a national brand. It's a global brand, but for, it's a national brand. And if you look on our roster next fall, we're going to have 18 different states represented. So when we go through the recruiting process, uh, we're looking across the country for, for the, the top student athletes. And, and so that's where we start in terms of the looking process. Uh, one of the biggest recruiting tools, and I think um, in a condensed uh, recruiting cycle uh, that the COVID-19 has, has brought, uh, I think going forward, I think camps are going to be pivotal in the recruiting process because everything's going to be condensed in terms of the, the personal relationship in, in, the, in the recruiting process. And I still think camps are going to be a huge recruiting tool going forward and for years to come. They've always been a big recruiting recruiting tool for us um, because of the uniqueness of our institution and, and being able to, to, to attract the best and the brightest and, and, and what our academic rigors entail. 
But uh, I think across college baseball, I think the camp model is going to going to become an even more pivotal piece uh, of the process. And we've been able to utilize during this COVID-19 time, utilizing video, uh, utilizing the, the data that is out there and, and those um, those things that, that give you that data, for example, a blast sensor or a Rapsodo or a portable track man, uh, all of those things provide data and metrics that we as college coaches can look to and try to make an educated decision on a young man's ability. And so all of those things in this COVID-19 time uh, have become really, really important. Uh, we haven't been able to rely on the, the, our eyes as much in terms of just being at the venue and having the opportunity to watch a young man compete. We've had to, to do a lot of research, talk with a lot of individuals who, who interact with that young man, but also go back and look at a lot of video, look at a lot of the data um, and find out who maybe is a good fit for. So I think that's how uh, the recruiting process has changed. Um, and I think maybe it will change for the better going forward. I think there's some things that we've learned about the recruiting process during this COVID-19 um, that maybe we can apply going forward in, in future recruiting classes. Very interesting and well said. Um, so personally for you, which system for your recruiting team works the best for recruiting the top players? Like, do you have one system that is your go-to? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that, no, because we're always uh, at the mercy of what the young man has at his disposal. Um, okay. And and so, you know, so some guys have access to a hit track. Some guys have access to a blast. Some guys just have access to a video on, and, and their phone. And, and all those things are tools. And, and it's never one thing that we rely on when we're going through the recruiting process. We're trying to get measurements and data and, and we're using every resource at our disposal. Um, that's both word of mouth. That's 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 in terms of just the, the video, like I said, itself and the data trying to make an educated decision. So I wouldn't say there's one that we go to um, now. The one we use in our program is blast. And so obviously we're able to take a lot of those metrics that are on blast and compare them to the individuals we have in our program and maybe get a little bit better understanding. But uh, I think of our program as being very tech savvy. Uh, <laughs> I think we're very um I think we're very adept in, 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 in using technology in our program and we use it in the development of our players. And so we can take any system and, and look at it and, and be able to ascertain some information from the numbers. That's good. Um, so how many people, how many um, baseball players on average do you recruit per year? Yeah, we, we've averaged a top 25 recruiting class the last five years while bringing in 10 guys a year. Oh, and that's so, incredible. Um, yeah, so Congrats. we're yeah we're not a program that mass recruits um, because of the admissions process here. So our average recruiting class size is ten guys. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, you're doing something right. Um, so the next question is, what do you think are the key factors in building a successful and thriving team? Great question. I think um, for me. Um, I think there's two things and, and both are, are, are characteristics or, or things that we try to, to associate with our program. Uh, number one is gratitude. Uh, I think gratitude, uh, whether it's a baseball team, whether it's a, a, a team within a, a company, uh, or whether it's your, your team at home, meaning your family, I think gratitude is, is, a, is a huge factor in, in someone's success. 
being grateful for the, the the opportunities and the things that are afforded to you, uh, I think it'll allow you to have a unique perspective and a good perspective on the day. Uh, and so I think gratitude, number one. And the other one is something that is, a, I think, is a mantra within our program and, and um, is blue collar. Uh, and when I talk about blue collar, we're not talking about a, a socioeconomic standing. What we're talking about, Abner, is is how you approach the things you do on a daily basis, uh, how you approach the, the classroom setting, how do you approach um, your interaction uh, with your peers and, and with your coaches and with your family and, and, and those in the community, but also how do you approach the details um, the things that may seem like monotonous to your day, if you have a blue collar approach, uh, I think that will lead to you having a lot of success. And, and um, we believe firmly in our program in sweat equity. You have to put in the time to have success. So I think gratitude and a blue collar approach are two key factors uh, in building a successful team, not only a baseball team, but uh, teams throughout life. It's very interesting. Thank you. Um yeah, because that's a very, like, unique spin on that question. Um, so the next question is, Bryce Jarvis made Blue Devils history by being the highest MLB draft pick in Duke history. How did he impact the team while he was on the Blue Devils, and what training strategies led him to the elite level of playing that he's at right now? I, I think it, I will – follow up with with what I just said as I think when I think of Bryce Jarvis uh, I think a guy um, who was who was who had a lot of gratitude uh, I think he really from the day he he made the decision to come to Duke University uh, I know uh, he he worked uh, in a way that that showed that he was really, really appreciative of the opportunity that was afforded to him. And so Bryce Jarvis is a very, you know, he had a lot of gratitude and a very grateful individual. And and so um, I think that's what led to that. And also think he was a blue collar guy. Um, he, you know, he took last summer and, and really made some, some adjustments and continued to grow and develop. And, and, and last summer and some of the things that he did in conjunction with coach Blake and, and his training in the off season uh, really helped him work and grow into the, the guy that you saw that was taken 18th overall by the Arizona Diamondbacks. And um, I think his attitude and, and, and his investment in himself, I think he has, because of the work that he put in and the sweat equity that he put in, I think he had a lot of confidence. He did not fear failure. Uh, he was a young man that took the ball in two separate super regionals um, and, 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 and pitched very, very well, both as a freshman and as a sophomore. And, um, and, and so, you know, he never feared failure and that's because of the hard work he put in. And so I think that part of, of that strategy or that process for him is what led him to, to be in the highest drafted player in the history of Duke baseball. And, um, I'm really excited for him because no one, worked harder for that success and he 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 got what he, he deserved yeah definitely and I think not fearing failure is just an important thing across the board whether you're in business sports whatever you're doing I think that's a key attribute to success like you said very true and, Abner if, if you put in the work there's no need to fear to feel fear failure uh, you exactly. should be confident so. exactly so the next question is 
how are you keeping like good team chemistry in light of this pandemic? I think the way you 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 keep good team chemistry in in this pandemic time, uh, I think what the pandemic is going to teach us, um, maybe uh, definitely as a baseball program, but maybe even as a society, um, some some of, we might need to get back to the basics. And and you talk about keeping good team chemistry, good chemistry in any in any team and any relationship circulates around communication. And so we've tried to over communicate um, with our players during this time, understand, understanding that um, there is some uncertainty. But the one thing that is certain is we're always going to be present for them and we're going to communicate with them and we're going to have the connectivity with them even though it may be through social distancing and we may feel isolated physically, uh, we're gonna work very hard through communication to have that connectivity uh, however we can. And I think that is how we've been able to keep good chemistry during this time. And, and I think if we really look back and say, honestly, that's how you have good chemistry and how you have good culture on any team is honesty and, 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 and good communication and trying to be connected. And so I maybe one of the, the blessings of the pandemic, if you can say there is one or, or one of the bright spots would be, uh, maybe we can get back to the basics sometimes and say, we all need to do a better job communicating uh, face-to-face. Once we get back face-to-face, maybe we need to have a little gratitude and, and, and make sure we do that a little better, communicate. Definitely. So you would you would say that the uh, Blue Devils community is very close and is there for each other. It is very much so. I mean, we, we have weekly Zoom calls. I know we as a coaching staff reach out individually um, to our players. Uh, I was just texting just, you know, seconds before we jumped on the call here to I was texting one of our one of our players about a home run he hit. So really? um, so we're always we're always communicating and and connecting with guys. That's great. And I think that's also key for having successful chemistry and a successful team overall. So the next question is, who do you see being your biggest rival this year and why? Um, Well, one of the cool things about coaching and playing at Duke University um, is you have a built-in rival. Um, there, there's a school down the road about eight miles that, um, that, that, that rivalry is, is pretty well documented and, and, and that rivalry transcends all sports. And so, um, it doesn't matter what you're playing. Um, the Duke UNC rivalry is, is, is a, is a great one. And, um, and we enjoy competing against those guys. And I would say that's our biggest rival. I bet two very elite teams. Um, so I'm really sorry to say, but this is our last question for the day. So what has been your favorite memories and biggest accomplishments with the Duke Blue Devils? Oh, um, you know, been very fortunate. Um, there's so many personal memories, um, since I've been here, I go back to the journey, um, you know, not to sound cliche, but, uh, I, I've really enjoyed the journey here, and and I think there's even better days ahead here at Duke University and for our program. Um, you know, one of the moments I, I I will tell you one of the coolest moments for me as as a coach um, was going back and looking back at 2018. Um, we tried to, as coaching staff, try to um, 
to preach toughness to our players and try to instill toughness in, in our players and that they may go out and, and life after baseball and, and be um, productive, you know, members of our society and, and, and be great husbands and be great fathers and, and great colleagues. Um, and what I would say is part of that is, is having a level of toughness, in my opinion. And, and I go back to 2018 in the Athens Regional when um, we had the comeback versus, versus Campbell. We, were, um, we were in, had a lightning delay, and uh, we were down and, and really honestly had no momentum. And our guys were tough enough to come back in that ball game, and we went on to win the regional um, and go on to the to the program's first super regional. That's uh, incredible. And, and so, you know, a, a lot of people always they see a dog pile and celebrate in Athens, um, but they they forget that three days prior we were essentially about to have to warm up the bus and go home and and with with two straight losses in in the regional, and so. Um, you know, the, it wasn't so much as winning the regional for me. Uh, yeah, that was great, and I was excited for that moment for our players. But I think most importantly, what I was most proud of is, is our guys were tough enough to get off the mat and never give up. And I hope that whenever they face challenges in life, they're able to go back and say, I can handle this. Whatever may come, I can handle this and maybe go back to that moment just for a brief moment and say, you know what, I, I, I can get through this. And maybe that stays with them for the rest of life. And I, I think it will. That was a special group. Yeah, I bet. Dedication and strive is very important with within anything you do. Um, so it truly has been a pleasure having you on my podcast today, Mr. Jordan. I certainly was inspired with what you had to say, and I know my listeners are too. Thank you again. That was me. Thank you, Abner. Yeah, thank you. That was me interviewing Josh Jordan, the associate head coach and recruitment director for the Duke Blue Devils.